All right. How you getting on? Are you well? As you will be loved. Are you well? Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. What difference does it make? <laughs> what do we're not doing anything. You're not doing as Look, it's great. Look, I, I, I will be honest. I, I have reached a kind of a zen-like uh, status. <laughs> I've, reached, I've reached a state of zen in this most recent lockdown. And I know I don't like to lead in with the fucking corona shit. I get enough of that shit on Radio 1. I get enough of uh, Dr. Tony Holohan suggests, and he could be saying that. Tony Holohan suggests the new spring looks to brighten up your face, you know, <laughs> and they'd be given he'd be given the airtime, and that's what you get when you're the chief uh, medical officer in a pandemic. And I'm not saying you don't listen to him, but it's um, I'm a bit jealous, to be honest, <laughs> a bit jealous of the attention Tony Hulan's getting um, at the moment. <laughs> I'm not saying it's unjust. Uh, I'm just that should be me coming on saying I wouldn't want to get up that early. I'm going to get on to I wouldn't even want to get up. I mean, I am up that early, but I don't be working. You know, I'm going to be chatting to. You know, Claire Byrne and being like, hey, uh, yeah, I just think people, you know, if they wore more, I think I think mustard's coming back again. The the, the color. I'm not saying Tolly Holla, Tolly Holla is doing that. Tolly Holla. <laughs> no, that's Tolly. No one. There is no ethnicity that mistakes their N's for their L's. OK, so there's no Tolly Honahan. <laughs> so that's not bad. That's not bad. You're not bad. Um, listen, I'm done. I'm fucking jacking this shit. I'm, no, I'm not. It's great. Um, everyone's great. <laughs> um, it's just I've nothing to say. I have some of my best friends, um, waiting, on you know, hanging on, holding on the line, for me to write back to something. Um, but I have nothing to say to anyone, <laughs> especially you. Yet here I am, and this is what's going to get me cancelled. Um, this is what's going to inevitably. You'll roll me out. I'll say I love because I'm not. Sometimes I just want to make an observation, and I'm not smart enough to think of anything beyond I love this. Oh, I love when someone does be all Tolly Honahan, you know. Or uh, I say, oh, do you know what I hate? I hate the fact that some people uh, don't watch Frasier because Kelsey Grammer is a Republican. That does actually annoy me because it's not about that. You can obviously tell what Frasier is. Um, he's a misogynist. He's a definitely a Republican. He's hundred <laughs> percent. But you know, it doesn't have to be. Look at that. That's a bad example. But uh, you know, you know, it's just the the you know. I don't like the whole. Oh, do you hear the Repub- Do you hear the Republican? It's like half, more than half of them are. <laughs> and who's am I having this argument with? No one, because I'm not talking to anyone. Everyone's dried up. Everyone's gone to shit. No, it's not. Listen, I've decided that um, I am going to not focus on... I already said this on the podcast that I'm not... not So not only am I making no goals for this year so far, right? Not until you know, the wheels start spinning again in terms of my industry. But um, not only am I not making any goals, I've also cut down on some of the tiniest goals that I had that I told you about two weeks ago. One goal I had was to moisturize more, and the other goal was to iron shirts. I am jacking in this iron shirt, Malark. It's too much hassle. It's fucking get rid. I'm not wear, but now it's not like I'm. I, I, and this is another thing. I need to stop fucking thinking. Do you know what I mean? I've nothing to say. I've no new opinion on myself. 
I already told you that I'm I'm this unfortunate trifecta of being a child of divorce who did speech and drama, who was also a little emo kid. So I'm not even meaning that and that I'm saying right now. <laughs> I'm talking because you're listening. I'm just talking because you're listening. I don't mean any of this. Everything's fine. And I want to deeply stop analyzing myself. But anyway, on a side note of that, oh no, or to back to my point, I've jacked in the whole ironing uh, shirts thing because I'm not wearing any shirts. You know, I'm jacking, I'm jacking that right in. Um, and it, it feels great cancelling my goals, <laughs> cancelling my the height of my goal, which is wearing more shirts. It feels like someone cancelling something early morning on a Saturday that I really didn't want to do. Um, that's how it feels now, not knowing that I don't. I feel, I feel great about it. I feel great having made that executive decision in my life to stop worrying about ironing my shirts. <laughs> so this is where we are. But. Listen, I was thinking recently, right? Well, no, I wasn't even thinking this. I read this in a book. <laughs> I read this in a book. So it's not even I was thinking. I was thinking about it because I read it in a book. And actually, I didn't even read it in a book. I listened to it in a book. <laughs> I listened to it, right? I read this in an audiobook that I've listened to twice because I didn't quite fully go in the first time, right? Uh, I'm reading Atomic Habits again. I have it in a little Audible app. And um, I've read it before. Uh, and what I like about it, it's nice little tidbits, right? Little tidbits of information. And two of the kind of founding, or not founding, two of two of the kind of core principles of it, right? Um, I, at least I think. I'm only uh, starting it again. <laughs> this is what I do. Listen, do not ever, ever listen to me in anything other than a bit of curiosity. Like, never, never have this veer into... And I hope I can be an example for an absolute flake, like, just an absolute... Like, stick me in your fucking cornetto soft, you clown, because I'm a flake, right? That's only to be viewed. I listen to this flake out of curiosity and entertainment, right? That's this as far as it goes. Um, but um, two of the bits that are at the start of the book that I read <laughs> are, um, and I'm adopting. This is what I'm adopting, and I'm and I'm taking the the easiest, simplest way, and it's making me happy because we're doing fuck all. What's this chicken? Here comes the chicken to tell me what we've been up to in this current lockdown. Fuck all, fuck all, fuck all. The chicken's been saying we're doing fuck all, right? But two of the things that I'm adopting that made me get rid of the idea of ironing my shirt <laughs> was um, focusing less on the goals, not saying getting rid of goals, but I, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I, I'm not... I. I'm just not <laughs> after goals right now. You know, yeah, I could probably be doing stuff and I could probably be fixated on like writing a fucking manuscript and I could be using all this time to like rewrite jokes and sift through old episodes of the podcast for bits and fine tune them and everything like that. And, and But I'm, it says have some, you know, have goals, certainly, but do not fixate on the goals because at the end of the day, if there's one, th if, if two people want one thing, then there's going to be a loser in that goal. So if, if someone can always lose and that, you know, he says it better in the book. But anyway, focusing more on processes. So looking at people who you want to be more like and look at the kind of things that they do. I'm not, but that's, you know, the kind of if you don't if you can't think of any goals. I'm just looking at this little roundabout way of me saying that I'm literally just fixating now. Right. This is all I'm fixating on right now is my evening routine and my morning routine. Getting to bed at a reasonable hour. Taking off all the bits, you know, maybe trying 10 minutes to do a bit of meditating. I'm just stacking all of the new habits that I want to adopt in the half an hour before I go to bed and the half an hour when I get up in the morning. That's it. 
and then hopefully me kind of um, bookending my day in full control of how the, that half an hour happens. I'm just going to try that. I've never tried that. And it, those are two things that I've always, I've, I'm always so fixated on the day and tasks that I have to do for the day. So watch this space. I'll let you know how I get on. This isn't even something that he says in it. But th- those would be those would be processes that I've alienated for 33 years of my life is having the same routine. At night. I probably already do, but I haven't been in fully con- full control. I'm always just like, oh, shit, now I am going, I f- going to bed later than I think I should be going. Ah, uh, you know, I'll do the wash and moisturize another day. This is so boring. This is so boring. But what? fucking else have you to listen to <laughs> have you to listen to what do you want fucking tony Hulahan's fucking summer wardrobe like you know there's nothing else out there <laughs> there's nothing else out there um with the greatest respect to dr Hulahan. Um, and another thing and this is the this is the good part here right and this is the two things that i'm taking away from this book so far my evening routine my morning routine and identifying as the person you want to be that's it that's just like uh, I, I identify as a successful comedian who's doing fuck all during the day, but is moisturizing at night and doing a bit of meditation in the morning. That is just wow, what an easy gig, and that's so that's what's gonna that's what I'm doing. That's that's where I am. And ironing my shirts, unfortunately, does not cut it. Does not does not uh, make the cut in this case. Um, so I do feel like I am an authority. And, and do you know what? In, in self-help, at least, right? Um, even if I don't practice what I preach all the time and I'm always half-assing kind of experiments. But something I was thinking about as well, because I've, I've started rereading comics again, and this isn't even my initial thought. Again, I overheard, I think I, I think this maybe was a, a, Joe, a Joe Rogan um, like speech set to like fucking, I don't know, Philip Glass music or some shit on YouTube. Um, and he didn't go... He just basically said that at any point you can decide to get bit by a radioactive spider and become Spider-Man, you know? And I like that because I like comics and I want to be Spider-Man and I'm a big nerd, right? And I'm rereading comics now at the moment. Um, old comics that I used to love when I was like 13. I haven't really touched comics since I was 13. Um, and it's all on Marvel Unlimited. Like everything's there. And it's great. And I'm loving reading it because it's just panel to panel on your phone. And it's on all every Marvel comic, apart from the last two years, I think, or maybe it's the last couple of months, they don't put it on. But it's amazing. And it's just like on your phone, panel to panel, and really letting you read every single bit. Uh, like I'm, I'm absolutely absorbing New X-Men at the moment, Grant Morrison's run uh, in New X-Men, and I'm loving it. But I'm just like fucking, yeah, like you could be fucking bit by a radio. You could decide now to be bit by a radioactive spider. But you know what? That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be Tobey Maguire buffing mate, with fucking webs spunked all over your room and you don't need your glasses anymore. That doesn't necessarily mean that. It doesn't, maybe, maybe it doesn't happen that quick. Maybe your superpower, maybe your X-gene, if you're the X-Men, your latent gene that makes you a superhero that kicks in usually in puberty for X-Men, maybe that kicks in now. And maybe your superpower... I mean, who knows what its final form is going to be, but maybe the first inkling that you even have the superpower was just the the decision to drink four pints of water today. <laughs> what if that, you know, Aquarius. It starts, it literally just, it started, issue one is a fucking shite comic. You just literally drank four glasses of water. You want to see issue 
fucking 100 where this man's skin this man's skin is just as as de-aged about 20 years uh, because he's been drinking so much water <laughs> he looks he looks un- unbelievable and he's found himself to have a lot more energy and general better mood i can't believe he wasn't drinking water to begin with what if issue one of trail runner right Issue 100 is him leaping and bounding over fucking Karen Tool. But issue one is he, he, he was on the couch, hadn't been out in a few few months. Decided to do a 1K loop of the estate. That's issue one a trail runner. Issue 100 is a different story, right? What if issue one of Plectrum is Plectrum is this girl who had a guitar that she got for her birthday two years ago. She's always wanted to play it. It's just been gathering dust in the wardrobe. She takes it out in issue one, and she's like, fuck this. And she tries to figure out how to play at least one song on the top string. Just a melody she knows, like Thomas the Tank Engine. And that's it. That's issue one. She puts it away. She figured out how to play a song today. Do you know what I mean? All I'm saying is, the rest is still unwritten. Staring at the blank page before you. Up and up the dot window you find reaching for something in the distance so close you can almost die really it's a fucking uh, my mate john turned me on to that as a karaoke banger oh my god is it a banger don't let don't let the fucking hills the, the fact that that's the theme song for the hills don't sleep on that being an absolute banger anyway i don't know what mood i'm in <laughs> so thank god for you my beloved listeners and instagram um followers for sending me in some damn fine Irish slang um, that we can talk about. I'll tell you how I got onto this topic, and I'll tell you some, fu- there's some fucking gold in them hills. Uh, so thank you very much. Look, it's going to be a fun episode. Welcome to Tony Cantwell's Shit Show. It's Tony Cantwell's Shit Show. Looking scandalous, and you know the mother brothers can't handle this. And they're shaking that thing like who's the ish, and you look in your eyes so devilish, and you're shaking that thing like who's the ish. <laughs> Guys, could you please stop shaking that thing like who's the ish? Um, oh god, do you think Tong Song's coming back? I tell you, as soon as those kids figure out, um, they're not kids, they're grown women. <laughs> Once those kids figure out, um, uh, no Tong Song exists. It's gonna blow up on TikTok. Mark my words. Before there was WAP, there was Cisco's Tong Song. Um, whenever um, whenever Terry sings Tong Song, she makes it sound like some sort of like like some Gatsby, some Gatsby shit. And to be honest, that's in the public sphere now. Uh, Gatsby, fuck you. You know what the F stands for? An F Scott Fitzgerald? Fucked. In parentheses, you don't own Gatsby anymore, Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> they close parentheses after the, um, before the Scott Fitzgerald. Um, whatever. Listen, thank God. Look, you can call me bloody uh, Tiddles the Creepy Crawly because I put the feelers out and I asked you. Um, basically, what happened was, right, I was... I was um, I was on Instagram, as I do, uh, creating incredible content and being the voice of a generation. And I got a message, um, message from um, uh, Mark Gallagher uh, on Instagram. <clears throat> and Mark writes, Tony, I know you use the phrase, how's your granny for slack? 
uh, from time to time. That is a phrase I use. Normally I say it on this podcast. How's your granny for Slack? Is she even on Slack? Other instant messaging services are available, etc. Speaking of which, I am setting up a Discord um, for Tony Cantwell uh, shit show patrons. Um, so keep that in mind. Um, and he sent me a link to uh, a conversation on boards.ie about the origins of the phrase. And I am somewhat of an uh, amateur etymologist. Ed- ed- so I um, thought I'd give you the definition of this. Um, so there's a misconception that uh, apparently the, the the main what people think it is because there's another <laughs> there's another uh, phrase that's um, how's your fanny for a lodger, right? Uh, <laughs> and I think that's that's it's awful, awful, awful stuff. I don't not even funny. Um, and I think that gets lumped in with the same thing, that Fanny is, you know, Granny's rhyming slang for Fanny. But apparently, um, or so says this person on a 13-year-old boards.ie thread, that um, it's actually from an early English 20th century expression, which was originally, I will house your Granny for slack. In time, it became, house your Granny for slack, house your Granny for slack. Um and then eventually, how is your granny for slack? So at the turn of the century, there was an epidemic of long life. Among, <laughs> an epidemic, sorry, an epidemic of long life. Who's this fucking prince? What's your man's name? Married the queen. Who's Prince Philip? I don't know. Do you know what? I'm not, I'm not even sure his name. And I bet he'd hate that. The king. The man that would be king. That would never be king. And his boy will never be king. Um... The uh, <laughs> who you know, Prince Philip, I think it is. Unfortunately, I do remember uh, who wants to be reincarnated as a plague because um, overpopulation is the single biggest uh, issue. <laughs> a man who literally doesn't have to interact with a single person in his uh, gold mansion. Um, so uh, there was an epidemic of long life uh, among the elderly, which resulted in an abundance of elderly... Gra- so I'm talking about Granny for Slack here. To rem- just remember, because I forgot. <laughs> so this led to an abundance of elderly uh, grannies and granddads, and most families had trouble feeding the larger-than-usual household. Fortunately, World War One came along. Who the fuck... The fucking reptile wrote this. Um, fortunately, the war came along and took care of all the granddads. I'm actually just trying to get to the definition of this, but this person's a fucking sociopath. Um, thus leaving approximately 1.5 million grannies across the land. At the same time, the war caused all industry to flourish, which in turn increased the value and demand for coal. The common people, the common people, fuck them, had little more, uh, had little, if any, money, and through the long and cold winters of war, um, would do almost anything to get their hands on a highly sought-after bag of coal. Some would even offer to take in other people's relatives in their home for the duration of the war in return for a weekly supply of coal, or slack, as it was known. So, um, the most abundant and least productive... So, as the most abundant and least productive member... Can I just say you've got a very abundant granny there, if you don't mind me saying so? No, it's very abundant, very, you know, very alert. <laughs> very alert is your abundant granny. Um, and least productive member of the family. Can I say your granny's very le- uh, the least productive person I've ever met? <laughs> uh, so there was a common phrase said by most coal merchants was, How's your granny? F- How's your granny for slack? Here you are, here you are, here you are, Nan. Go with the nice man there. What you get for that bit of coal? No, wait. Take my granny 
and I'll give you the coal as well. Now, Granny, as the most abundant family member, you've got the best job. (laughs) As the most abundant, least productive member of this family, you've got the best job. And that's to bring this sack of coal over to that nice man over there. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Oh, God. Thank God for uh, World War One, so Granddad doesn't have to see you like this. <laughs> what a horrible epidemic! The worst of our, the worst of this of the of the century <laughs> is this is you being alive. <laughs> oh God! So anyway, that is the origins of how is your granny, or how how is your granny for slack? Yeah. That is the origin of that. So it got me thinking about other um, bizarre phrases that I don't know the origin of. And hey, I may not get to the um, to the definition of now. However, I did have a other nice message uh, when I put out the feelers uh, to get some um, some decent Irish slang. Because, you know, I'm not somewhat of a gale gore myself. Um, but I would like to integrate a little bit more slang. And maybe just be one of those cool guys that says, Makara, you are forever in Macree. Talon Graw I have towards you. You know, that sort of stuff. Um, that sort of stuff. You know, Terry Wogan here. Um, so I got a message. Message from um, Ben Blanchfield. So Ben um, wrote a nice message saying, love the pod. Um, he says he likes me as well. Um, he says, I saw your story about Irish phrases and slang for the ep of the pod. I couldn't help myself. I'm a huge nerd for that sort of stuff. He's as an avid Gale Gore himself. Um, I'm sorry for doing it in this voice, Ben. You're very, very nice. I'm just, I'm just excited. <laughs> I'm just excited. You're a sound guy. Um, I find the influence that the Irish language has, uh, the way we speak in Ireland, incredibly interesting. So Ben has basically done a phenomenal amount of work for me here because I was on the Wikipedia <laughs> for all the Irish words that we use in English, uh, that the English use, that if you hear an Englishman use, you can start chanting, Ole, ole, ole. If he goes into office, and he decides to get a brogue, right, with a round toe. Just scream, oh, lay, oh, lay, oh. Give the sort of reaction that you would give Brenda Fricker's appearance in Home Alone 2 to this Brit saying brogue, right? That's what I'm talking about. So he has done a lot of this work for me. He's basically, uh, I don't think he's actually summarized Wikipedia. I think he just knows this stuff. Um, and I'm incredibly grateful, Ben, for your, um, your message. So he writes in. Um, there are loads of Irish words that snuck into English from Irish. The word galore in English comes from the Irish galore. <laughs> it's the same thing, meaning plenty or a lot. So pussy galore, a lot of pussy from um, uh, Bond, would also be pussy galore, which would mean loads of pussy in Irish. Uh, uncut galore. Um should be so if we if pussy galore was in school, um, you'd have me, you know, Anshna O'Chantul, right, Anthony Cantwell, um, and then it would be like cut galore, and then it'd be like, uh, what do you say, freshen or whatever you say, Misha freshen, Misha, I don't remember what you say. He says the word slew comes from slug, meaning a large amount. Slogan comes from slua gorum, uh, referring to the battle cry used by Gaelic clans. So, ba-da-ba-ba-ba is the battle cry of the MacDonald clan. You know? Um, actually, on that, on the Gaelic clan thing, I've, I've been playing uh, a bit of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, I'm only about, like, two or three hours into it. 
Uh, Valhalla is so Assassin's Creed is that game franchise that takes place in diff- different points in history. So like the first one was Jerusalem during the Crusades, and then it was Renaissance Italy, um, and then it was uh, uh, like the American Revolution, and then there was piracy in the Caribbean, and um, they've done ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, and now they're doing Vikings. And I'm going to be perfectly honest, because the game takes place in the ninth century. And you, the whole point of the game is that you're kind of moving your way up England as a Viking to conquer England. Um, I'm not going to lie. That's kind of a fantasy, you know, just, you know, getting those kind of helmets. And these are bad English people, you know, the Saxons. I don't know that for sure. I don't know that for sure. I really do not know my history. <laughs> but I want to ki- I don't want to kill any contemporary, but I want to go back and fulfill the fantasy of like just getting a fucking war hammer and just got on the head and just a splatter. Like a fucking squib. Like his whole fucking head was a squib. Like, you know? So, um, and unfortunately, the, the whole fucking story of it takes place in Norway. And I didn't realize how much I wanted to kill Brits. English, specifically. Um, you know, southern English, ideally. Uh, but not contemporary, you know. The, the old, bad, bad English people. The sort of people that, if, like, me and Terry got married, uh, and on the first night, you know, some fucking dweeb who looks like fucking Baldrick shows up and tries to, you know, tries to fucking, you know, cop a feel. That sort of, like, village visualizing that from Braveheart, that lad, right? And just fucking, oh, God. Anyway, so I didn't realize how much I wanted to kill, because it's still in Norway, and I'm like, get to the fucking English killing bit. <laughs> the bad English people. Um... Anyway, so, anyway, Ben, I'm still on this um, message from Ben. Um, a good bit of slang in Ireland comes from Irish too. There's obvious ones like um, Thanks a Million. That comes directly from Guramila Mahogat. Um, there's also some hidden examples. So the verb cred, um, meaning to believe, uh, became credit. Can you credit it, as they say of the north? Um, when we in, here in Dublin call our, uh, our girlfriend our ma, that comes from uh, the Colleen Ma. The Colleen Ma, the Irish, or sorry, from the Irish Colleen Ma, like good girl. Um, and the, the word for, so not me old treasure. That's what I thought that meant. M-O-T, me old treasure. Um, the word for mouth, gob, comes from the Irish um, word gob. <laughs> gob. Imagine there was a Lewis stop called gob, right? And then it was like, gob. And then the Irish, gob. <laughs> you know, you know, there's never that big of a difference. Um, the way we use it, um, um, the way we use it after he's after oh the way we use sorry the way we use after he's after making a bollocks of that I'm after giving him a dig comes from uh hesh or teresh time tesh i the vale torto I'm after telling them off interesting there's even loads of grammar that comes from Irish um there's our beloved uh to be this comes from the differentiation between the Irish ta meaning I currently am and buin meaning, well, I do be. Ta she ig uber is different from buin she ig uber. He is working right now versus he does be working. Uh, it's common for us to answer a question with a verb. Did you enjoy that? I did. Have you been there? I have. This is because there's no such thing as yes or no in Irish. On Rev2, be may, we say yes or use as a substitute for the Irish second person plural pronoun, shiv. And he says that's way too long an email. Look, Ben. That's phenomenal. Call, you can call me bloody mother folklore over here. 
with all this quality stuff. That's brilliant, Ben. Thank you very much for that. It's exactly what I'm after. I'm something of a Gale Gore myself. So that, that rings really true for me, uh, that kind of bit of trivia. Um, the only unfortunate thing is I've already I've used the message that you've sent me that I can't just drop all of this into conversation amongst my friends. I still will. And I still do that now. And they're like, oh, yeah, you already mentioned that on your podcast. Being like, well, you didn't fucking, you know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so when I think of Irish slang, I, I got a lot of good Irish slang um, directly from um, my mom. My mom's got some great ones. My mom once dropped two in one sentence because she was arguably terrified I was going to get run down uh, by a car. But um, I actually have a bad habit of, um, I used to never look out in the mirrors when I'd open the door. Like, I can't believe the cars that I had, that my parents had growing up have doors because I was always, you know, just opening it and like, you know, so much so that like, you know, I'm, I've had to think of like, do I have to like write a song for my son so that he figures that shit out, you know? I'm looking for a car in the mirror before I get out of a car, you know? Rhyme car with car, make it easy for him, you know? Um, So one of these times I didn't look... Uh, for a car in the mirror, uh, I, I, my mom was giving me a lift somewhere, and I opened the door, almost took the, the car was speeding up the road, I mean, whatever, I should have looked, right, this is on me, responsibility, um, almost clipped the whole door off, and took me with it, um, and I literally was, you know, very close to being run down, my ma shouted at me from across the road, right, and she drops these two nuggets in one, in one scream at across the road, she goes, Tony, you have a neck like a jockey's bollocks, you were a gee hair away from getting run down. And I was like, <laughs> it was like, it was like a fucking, you know, uh, an Apollo rocket ship where it breaks off into different parts, just exploded off the top of my head and then gee hair again, you know, uh, I couldn't comprehend what I was hearing. Um, I've since researched, uh, researched, um, and even research comes from the bloody Irish to bloody search for something again. <laughs> um, I'm not having to go with you, Ben. <laughs> I'm not having to go with you. You've been uh, you've been nothing but kind to me. Um, no, I researched what neck like a jockey's bollocks meant. I don't know the etymology of it. Um, I don't even know if I'm saying that word correctly, but uh, it just means cheeky. And a gee hair away, very clear. Um, very contemporary, though, you know? Um, I mean, would a 70s gee hair give me a little bit more leeway, you know? Would bloody, I don't know, bloody troglodyte um is that a, is that a fucking derogatory term for a caveman have i offended a caveman now troglodyte meaning is it bad a person who lives in a cave yeah uh would a troglodyte gee hair uh neanderthal would be probably better uh gee hair you know could i have crossed could it you know would have been a road over you know what i mean um questions you have to ask yourself um so I um and another one that I never knew the definition of that he used to say quite a lot was um get up out of that smell of Benji out of you. Get up out of that smell of Benji out of you. Uh, I think that was I think that's something that Dustin the Turkey says in um the he does that um Spanish lady. He did he did a version of Spanish Lady with um with Ronnie Drew. And I think he says at the end of it, get up out of that smell of Benji out of you, right? So I looked up that, right? You're not going to believe this. Smell of Benji is an all-encompassing term to include almost all smells, but derivative from the smell of a dog's ejaculation. 
Get up out of that smell of Benji, are you? Get up out of that smell of bloody spunk. Spunk! Boo! <laughs> Off you. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Um, I don't think this is actually the, the, the term because I have done a bit of bit a bit, bit more googling, a bit more sleuthing. Um, and I have seen um, Smell of Benji mentioned in an Irish Tar- Times article from back in 2000 where they're talking about Irish slang. And they say the worst thing to be called would be uh, someone to say, the smell of Benji O'Reardon of you, right? And Benji O'Reardon was the, the farming son in the 60s TV show uh, drama for RTE, their second ever serial show I read today, uh, The Reardons. So was it what smell of a fart smell of a fucking farm off you? Smell of Benji Smell of Benji O'Reardon off you. Or maybe I mean I haven't watched the show, maybe Benji O'Reardon was getting up to some fucking awful carry on. Maybe Benji O'Reardon was hitting up the fucking kennels after dark. <laughs> <laughs> awful stuff. Sorry. I'm again I'm again recording this podcast very late and I'm in a silly, dirty uh mood. Um also my brother my brother Benji's gonna be <laughs> gonna be devastated. Um Going to be absolutely devastated with this news. As will Ben Blanchfield, who delivered the news. Well, he didn't. He said some ages ago about something else. <laughs> but I, I'm sorry about that now, Benji. Um, right. Um, so I asked ye, um, my beloved um, uh, followers, um, I asked ye um, to give me all of your money. <laughs> no, to give me. Sorry, I'm, I'm doing two things at once here. I'm. Uh, I asked just to to tell me some weird slang and weird terms that you've heard, and I've been inundated, and um, which is great. It means I don't need to think for a little while now. Um, oh wow, there's actually way more here now. Um, so I got one here on Instagram from um Carl McCam, Carl MCM on Instagram. Um, and you know what? I might give him an award for the best one here, uh, if I bloody remember. Um, he says fusy means uh, like a little cake or a treat. I've only ever heard it in Monaghan. Um. Give us a little fusey there, will you? Ah, oh, please. <laughs> All right, uh, can I get a, a latte, a cappuccino? And go on, throw a little fusey in there, will you? Uh, I love that. Um, your man could eat an apple through a letterbox with those shite teeth, <laughs> says Paul Bag. Could eat an apple through a letterbox with those shite teeth. It's awful. <laughs> I love it, though. Um, let's see here. Uh... Haunted, said by Cork people in response to something positive. Uh, lol, says uh, Ruthie Ruby on Instagram. Thank you very much, Ruthie. I remember that we were there. We were actually talking. We were we did when we did Sexy Beasts in in Cork. We were talking about Cork's most haunted places, and um, everyone was very polite about it. But they, you know, no one until the very end brought it up. And you know, that's actually a, a you know a positive thing. Um, Sean Carter, oh one, you ham child, you, <laughs> you ham child, is a done talk phrase for for a fool, you little ham child. <laughs> I love that. You can just picture him rosy cheeks trying to get a load of fucking uh, walnuts out of a jar. You know what I mean? Um, um, Sean Bill, I believe that's what it is. There's numbers instead of letters for his name. Uh. I tell you, there'll be wigs on the there'll be wigs on the grain after that. <laughs> there'll be wigs on the grain for an altercation uh, is incoming. I tell you, it was fucking wigs on the grain. Fucking kicked off last night. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm getting a lot of scarlet for you, ma, for having you. Love that. Um, how's your ma? Is your da working? Uh, your ma's your da is quality. I love that so much. Um, Janie Cake says bushing. 
Um, drinking outside. None of my dub friends know what that means. Go, go fucking bushing, man. I'll be back when I'm fucking back. Go fucking smell a Benji out of you now. I'll be back. I actually, I like bushing. I don't like saying knacker drinking. I don't like using that term. Uh, I much prefer, and I never had a term for drinking outside. So fucking go bushing. Go bushing by the canal. Love it. Um, um, Genzer1980 says, doing the donkey. Either riding your missus or having sex. Lads in work used to say it, doing the donkey. Well, you'll be glad to know, lads, I was doing the donkey last night. <laughs> doing the donkey. Um, oh, I love this. Gappy 2.0 says, uh, so when something is uh, being, when someone is being irrelevant, say, what's that got to do with the price of eggs? <laughs> what's that got to do with the price of eggs? <laughs> oh, I love that. Again, I'm not, I'm not going to have much to say on this. I'm just going to read them out. This is making me very happy. I hope you don't mind that. Um, oh, so um, Beamish Boy 420, <laughs> unreal Beamish Boy, has clarified what haunted means. Um, you were haunted, meaning you were very lucky. You were haunted. Um, Aaron Fitzpatrick, so this is for someone being stitchy. Sure, he'd peel an orange in his pocket. Let's <laughs> peel a fucking orange in his pocket. That's so good. Oh. I tell you, I wish people would fucking peel an orange in their pocket. People eat oranges in public, right? I actually like whoever peels an orange in their pocket because the effervescence of the citrus makes me feel like everything I'm eating is an orange. So if you're if you're in your workplace, I'd rather be sitting next to the lad eating the Brussels sprouts than the lady eating the orange. No offense to them being a woman. No offense, you're a woman. No, I mean no. I mean you know, I'm just trying to even out. I'm trying to do that in general. I'm trying to say you know, um, I'm trying to put more female kind of you know. Uh, you're a, you're say you're you're a woman who walks into a bar who you know rather than saying you're a lad who you know I'm just trying to do that a bit more. Um, anyway, so I uh, yeah all the fucking citrus in the air. I'd rather be sitting next to the lad with the Brussels sprouts. You know, go away, woman. Peel that in your fucking pocket. Um, S. <laughs> uh, S. Campbell says um, if you're drinking too slow or slowly, um, you're making lampshades out of that drink. <laughs> brilliant uh oh this is brilliant uh malumblebee says it's not weird but i always think this is for when someone's hung over saying you look as shook as the pope's right hand <laughs> shook as the pope's right hand oh it's brilliant again this is just me reading me reading them out and saying they're brilliant um ham child again is mentioned here uh by connell uh O'Meachan. um getting a lot of i will and me bollocks i will um now we're sucking diesel. That's come up quite a bit. I love that. Um, oh no, it's Roro says an Irish phrase for pregnant is Lana Lanov. Lana Lanov, which means full of baby. <laughs> and can I say you're looking Lana Lanov? Uh, you're looking full of baby right now. Um, <laughs> um, Mull HRNC says uh, she tear up the floorboards for a bit of pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, actually, John, I'm gonna take a break from this for a second. I'll come back to it because I got sent uh, two that I love that are um that are that are some <laughs> that were just uh, invented. So this one was invented, right? I got this from um Dylan Makoda, um Dylan Makoda Ophiak. Uh, he says, uh, "Leg of the table, right?" <laughs> he says, "One night, a few of us were a wee bit giddy drunk." Uh, and the leg of the table broke while one of us was under mess under the table messing under the table messing. I for some reason instantly became very serious and I said, "Lads, that's the leg of the table," <laughs> and everyone laughed. <laughs> and now it's a saying for when something's bollocks, 
It'd be the leg of the table. Like, I love it. That's too fastball. That's the leg of the table, lads. <laughs> I was getting real serious. That's the leg of the, t- the leg of the table. I kind of get what you mean. Like, it's like, you don't fuck with a table. You can't fix a table. You know what I mean? That's the leg of the table, lads. I love that. I'm going here from, um, from Aaron. Uh, and he says, a fellow woke me up in a rotten, uh, sorry, a fellow woke me up in a rotten student gaff after a session in college. And he asked me if I wanted a crow's breakfast, which he described as being a sup of water and a look around. <laughs> no, no, sure, just have a bit of a crow's breakfast. I'll be on my way. Bit of a look around. <laughs> That's only a crow's breakfast. Um, That's brilliant. All right, back. I was honestly inundated. Thank you so much, everyone who sent these in. These are honestly, I had, I had nothing to talk about. Thank you very much for this. Um, let's see here. You have um, uh, Jenkins Bug. Um, I've seen this one pop up a few times. He's he he has a bit of want in him. <laughs> That's what someone's a bit like. Someone's a bit tapped. Uh, he has a bit of want in him as a personal favorite. I love that. Um, go on here from Malls O'Keefe. Um, my mother, um, my mother consistently says "jizz" <laughs> in reference to energy or enthusiasm. Um, is a teacher in a girls' secondary school often says, "Ah, girls, have you no jizz in you?" <laughs> um, oh, great one here from Kate M. Noon. Uh, I have asked my mom to do two things. She'll say, "I'll put a brush up my arse and sweep the floor as well." Will I? <laughs> Jamie Keen won, or sorry, Jamie Kenno won. Um, you're all farting no shite. <laughs> all farting no shite. Um, and there's one here from Kev Kelly. Uh, this is referring to the last born, typically not planned. Uh, the last shakings of the bag. <laughs> Actually, that boy's the last shakings of the bag. They wanted a daughter. Um, oh, this is a great one. <laughs> this one's from uh, Ali Bright. You have a face like a bulldog licking piss off a nettle. Like, break that down. Bulldog's ugly face, right? Licking, making them, making a horrible face. Licking something they don't like because it's piss, and then licking off a nettle. Oh, they're getting stung. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's a horrible face. That's a horrible face. Who's she? The cat's mother? <laughs> Which I don't get. My mate Joe says that all the time. Who's she? That's from Moo Donald. Thanks very much. Your dad sells Avon is coming up here quite a lot. Yeah, your dad sells Avon, so. <laughs> your dad sells Avon. Um, oh, a few just in here from your ma'am. Um, <laughs> do you know the five lamps? Well, go and hang your bollocks out of the middle one. <laughs> I once had someone steal a pack of smokes off me that said the five lamps. She said, hi, sorry, can I have a smoke? And then I gave her the package. She took one out. And I was like, can I have them back? And she goes, get the fuck out. And I did, this woman, this strange woman. Um, and then she opened my mouth and sent me this one. How's your belly for a lodger? <laughs> uh, love that. Um Let's see. Um, buddy Shane here saying uh, stall, meaning uh, it means don't come and come at the same time. I stall, stall, stall the ball here. <laughs> Love it. Um, another one here from um, Aoife McYolo again from Dundalk. We say, yeah, I'm Charlie for a person who's a pure gobshite. Um, <laughs> Mate John is, ah, speaks, speaks. Ah, you speak, speaks, man. Ah, speaks. That means that speaks. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Um, oh, I'm so glad my mate Bob sent this in. He had he had a teacher called Ronald McDonald, right? 
<laughs> he said this, and he's been saying this for ages. He said, uh, he said once said to one of the lads, I think he was just acting a bit kind of like cocky. He said, "You're like a man with a squaw, head of feathers, feet of clay." <laughs> he's always, he's always saying that. Um, oh, there's just so many here. Thank you very much, everyone who sent them in. Another one from me, Mando. <laughs> if me auntie, if your auntie had balls, she'd be your uncle. That's <laughs> that's a that's a that's a classic. Um, an absolute gold mine for some of these as well. Uh, the Daily Edge did an article about um, just about <laughs> just about Irish slang terms and the comment section of this thing. It's like an eight-year-old uh, article. Um, but when I was looking up Nick like a jockey bollocks, like jockey's bollocks, I found this comment section. There's some unbelievable ones here, right? Here's this one, right? <laughs> sure, if I owned the Alps, I wouldn't give her a slide. <laughs> sure, if I owned the Alps, I wouldn't give her a slide. Like not even like a ski, shouldn't get a slide down me. You're not even know if I owned the Alps. Um, sure, you wouldn't shift him with a forklift. <laughs> you wouldn't shift him with a forklift. No. <laughs> um, I wouldn't get up on her to get over the wall, even if the guards were chasing me. Even if I had a bang of langers, I wouldn't give her one out of it. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, I'm in such better form now. Look, listen, live. Thank you very much, everyone who sent them in. I think one of my favorite new term that I'm going to introduce is ham child. You fucking ham child. Quit you ham child. <laughs> um... And thank you very much. Again, this is no, there is no take on this. There is no spin on it. I am just very grateful to be reading out some very funny uh, comments from uh, you guys on the Instagram. I'll definitely do this again because there's so many to get through here. Um, and thank you very much for your very kind uh, assistance in helping me get through this podcast when I had nothing else to talk about. And thank you very much um, in particular uh, to Ben and Mark um, and all the lads who sent in the messages. Uh, give me a bit of tip, Ben, to talk about. Uh, if you like this pod, I have other things I talk about in the most recent bonus pod over on my Patreon. This is behind the paywall, but don't let that phase you. If you like these pods and would like to contribute, you can do so by being a, a subscriber to the Patreon page. Um, over on the Patreon, most recently, I did a podcast about how to pick up women. Went on this website that was uh, about for, written by pickup artists that give you their top 10 tips on how to pick up a lady. And I went through all 10 tips to give you the perfect date on how you can seduce women, uh, a woman. That was the most recent uh, podcast there. Um, but I've also done, um, I had a QA and a uh, previous to that. You get to ask me questions and I answer them on the podcast. And I answered a podcast about the most chaotic drunk I've ever been um, when I was uh, 17 or 18. And that's over uh, on the Patreon as well. And just in general, if you don't even want extra stuff, you get enough from this one a week, but you want to contribute to it, um, you can also just do that over there. Also, it's going to be a new edition. I'm going to be adding a Discord. Discord is basically like WhatsApp, but it's like a cool chat room. And I want to help build the community where you can jump on and you can chat and chat to like-minded people because as I've said before, I'm a very good judge of character and the fact that you are listening to this and you find this funny makes you an incredible person. So I already love you even if you don't want to give any more than, than, than you currently do in your attention. Thank you very much. Um, I will be back next Tuesday. See you in Tuesday or Friday, of course, if you're a patron. Thank you very much and thank you everyone who sent in um, your very fine uh, slang terms, you fucking high, absolute hand shot. I wouldn't give up on her 
Take it up over the wall, even if the guards are after me. Thank you very much, guys. It's only here, we'll